Welcome to Sketch Magazine Podcast, hosted by Bill Nichols, Senior Editor of Sketch Magazine, John Wilson, Editor of Sketch Daily over at ComicRelated.com, and myself, Robert W. Hickey, Publisher of Sketch Magazine and Co-Founder of Blue Line. Come back after the music and find out what we have to offer in this episode. Hey, what's up, creators? It's your old buddy, John, and you have once again located the Sketch Magazine podcast. I'm here, as always, with Sketch Publisher, Bob Hickey, Sketch Editor, Bill Nichols, and we are talking tonight about making professional-looking merchandise to promote your product. But before we jump into that, how you doing tonight, guys? This is Bill. I'm doing great. This is Bob. Doing well, John. How you doing, buddy? You feeling better? I actually am feeling better. I was sick for a few days, uh, kind of dead to the world, but I am alive and somewhat well. So, Good. so merchandise, merchandise, merchandise. Uh, not that we would sully ourselves with money, but um, <laughs> it, it is kind of a necessary evil of the game. So, how do you get merchandise that people are going to want to buy for your comic product? Bob, you're working on some stuff right now, aren't you? <laughs> yes, I am. Nice um, segue. Yes. Thanks, Bill. Um, yeah, I've been working on the uh, Claysway.com merchandise for C2E2. And uh, I'd done Atlanta last fall, and it was sort of quickly thrown together. I guess that was fall, wasn't it, John? Yep. Yeah. And it was quickly thrown together, just ran down there. I had nothing prepared. It was the... The, the table setup that we tell everybody not to do, and my the results were horrible. We had very little sales. People liked watching me sit there ink with crayons, but other than that, it really wasn't that well. So coming out this year, um, Jackie and I are getting ready to hit six months of strips, over 50 strips. Um, so we're looking at, okay, what we do, we want to do very professional. And uh, with that thought... We, we've come up with a uh, selection of merchandise. And that's one thing you got to look at with your merchandise is you want to have a, a buy-in for yet You, you want something for a buck, something where a kid just has a dollar throw away and they want something with an autograph on it or, or whatever. A mid-range buy, five to, five to ten dollars. And then you want at 25 to 30 dollar whether that's a package deal of many of this other thing or whatever so you want to build your merchandise around something like that so um we started off we knew we want to do trading cards and we've speak, we've spoken about trading cards in the past couple of podcasts and they seem to be coming back and they're very affordable full color two side cards break down to a few pennies a piece i mean you can't beat that um so we, we came up with nine trading cards because that fills a sheet of a baseball card sheet. Nine. Nine pockets. Also, there's some really nice frames that you might you guys might remember we used for uh, Comics for Cures mm-hmm. that were nine, nine cards per one of those frames. Um, we're going to frame up some of our card sets autographed with those. I think they'll make really nice um, merchandise but so we did nine cards and, and nine imagery the, these are imageries that we drew just for the cards um some of them 
that once we did the cards, we decided to make a two by seven banner of one of them, and, and some of them are going to be uh, other merchandise. But they started off as cards, so we went with nine cards because what I'm looking at is a dollar card. You know, I'm sitting there, I'm signing, I sell cards, but then I can package, you know, like six cards for five bucks. And a friend of mine who does this, he does like 13 cards for 10. Well, I don't have 13 different cards, so I can't go that far. But I can go six for five or a dollar a piece. Um, so we got the cards in the works. Blue Line Pro is printing the cards for us, and they look wonderful. We, we, we designed the backs. I had uh, Darren from Retail Cafe to work with me. Um, he had recently designed the comic-related backs of the cards. And uh, he gave it a shot, and I came in and tweaked it and played with it a little bit more. And I, th I believe what we have is a very professional-looking back of a card. It includes a logo. For us, the back of the card was just a little bit about what the front is, but it's really what about the is what our website's about. So the top part of the card is a number, and then it sort of states what the image is. And then Midway is the Clay'sway logo, and then below that, on each card is the same information, but it's like hyping the site that we have a website that posts new web strips on Monday, Fridays. We have a ADHD, ADD, dyslexia resource site. We have a community, and we have a forthcoming podcast. So that's on every card. Um, so we went ahead and get the, those are being printed. They're supposed to be in tomorrow. I might just see them printed and see how they look. Uh, I know the comic related cards looked really cool. I know Chuck's going to have those up C2E2 too. Yes, he is. So and you're going to have some in space, right? Uh, yeah, I should. Yeah. Um, so then next next thing is okay. What's next? And next thing is buttons. I'm very lucky uh, that uh, Ringtail produces their own buttons. And they've offered to produce some buttons. So I've got nine buttons. I don't know why I fell back in the nine. Oh, it's seven or nine. And uh, Darren proofed them today. So they all fit. They all look okay. And uh, so we're going to have buttons. And those will probably sell for a buck. Um, you got a little bit more in them than the trading cards. But I think you'll sell less of the buttons. But it's a nice two-inch button. They're beautiful-looking buttons. And then... Um, the next step up is a what we call a mini print. A mini print is a five by seven matted, nice, beautiful punch mat in a bag print. We have twelve different prints that we're selling. These will sell for five bucks a piece or three for ten dollars. Any choice. Um, somewhere now I forgot to mention that we also have our first collection of strips. Um, the cover that I've had on the site forever um, is it's done. It's printed. The covers are being printed tomorrow. It goes to Bindery and we'll have our first comic book. Um, the problem with the comic is anybody out there who publishes, you got more invested in that comic than any of this other merchandise um, and you're probably going to have to hold it, to, it down to like $2 .99, $3 to $2.99 to $3.99. Probably at 2.99, so I'm 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 hoping to hold it down at 2.99, and then maybe sell some trading cards and buttons or something like that along with it. You know, to, to, to actually make a decent profit on it. But it takes the longest, it's the most work, and it costs the most. Um, our next price up is we've we ourselves we've created a 11 by 17 prints. These prints we're only going to print 100 of each, and they are they're. A, 
copies of the strips and usually a story strip of two strips. Um, whether we started a story on Monday and ended on Friday, we put both strips on this print. Jackie and I both signed them and number them. So right now we have four of those. Um, I'm going to play around with some other ones, but not before C2E2. So between that, you got four or five different products. Um, my top end will be a con special. A con special will be the comic, your choice of a card or two, a button, and your choice of a mini print for like $20. Like a $25 value for 20 bucks or something like that. Nice. So, and, and I can do that because most of the merchandise you're creating very affordably. But it's looking very professional. I mean, um, Jackie is coloring the tag tonight. We have a, our own design tag that will be part of a sticker that goes on all the mini prints on the back that has our information and our product information. Um, the trading cards, uh, you've seen the comic-related ones. They look wonderful, very professional-looking, Blue Line's doing. So um, you've got to present. And so I'm anxious to go to C2E2 with... I've got a two-foot two by seven-foot banner being printed, and I'm anxious to go there with the right kind of setup to see what we can do with it. Um, I, I will be at C2E2 with uh, Chuck Moore from Comic Related, and we'll be sitting over in podcast area. And the reason I chose to sit with Chuck instead of sitting with Blue Line, who's going to be right in front of the artist alley, but in the vendor section, is that I'm thinking the podcast area has those people who are online. They probably read more web comics than the ones floating around the retail area. And so I'm hoping we can really pick up more of an audience for the online stuff sitting over there. So we'll see. I'll probably will have some stuff sitting over at the Blue Line booth, a little area. But um, I'll be sitting over there with Chuck helping me into comic related and the Clay's Way table. So that's what I've been doing, and uh, you know, create, create, creating professional looking merchandise is, is very, very important. You want to look at a piece, and you want to, you want to be able to go, wow, I, I could see that in a store. I could see Walmart selling that. I could see Toys R Us selling that. You want it to look very, very professional. That's why the mini prints are just not little five by seven postcards. They're matted. They're you got a matting back. They're punched mats. They're in a professional resellable bag. They're very, very sharp looking prints. Um, so that's 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 what you want to represent yourself. If you want to grow your audience and you want to build a following and continue doing what you're working on. And you got to make sure every bit of merchandise that you create is top-notch. Well, you explain why you are doing cards, but um, let's let Bill play devil's advocate here. And why Why would the comic creator equivalent of Johnny Lunchpail, uh, why would Johnny Lunchpail need to, uh, need to create merchandise for their book? Well, Johnny Crowquill or whatever his name is. You're throwing out some weird references, but thank you. Okay. I'm here all week. I'm going to trademark a few of those, though. <laughs> hey, I get a cut. Uh, 
but one of the, part of that is that you want to promote your book. Uh, you want to get your, the, you know, the the title, the character, whatever. You want to get that stuff out there, and that goes along with what we've talked about before about getting the word out. And that is a good, quick way to do that. To have merchandise that promotes your brand, and that's another word that we uh, brought up on several podcasts, and gets your work in the hands of the hopefully buying, reading public. And so it's that. Part of it is financial. Uh, if you can uh, merchandise successfully, that helps to finance your book, and that helps you keep your your projects going because it's not going to run on uh, your good intentions most times. You know, you, you need money to print. You need money to promote. You need money to function. So... And part of that is, too, that uh, people who collect or get this stuff, they invest in you. They have something of you. You know, I, I still have things from shows that I've gone, I've done before that are maybe um, things I had signed by somebody, uh, just, just different things. And, and those things, yeah, you see a lot of stuff at shows and stuff, but... You know, it, there are little uh, signature pieces throughout the years that you kind of hold on to. And years later, you know, those people are, those creators are still doing stuff. And, you, you know, it's like, hey, you remember this show? Uh, that kind of thing. So, I mean, it's on a lot of levels. It's uh, a positive step. And, that, and that's really what it is. And it's, uh, like I said, it's, it's. It has multiple functions, and it's up to you to to use those functions. And, and and it's not just you. Sometimes, if you have collaborators, or if you have people who are doing your work with you, um, or your books for you, maybe you have a pencil or inker, colorist, whatever, that gets their stuff out there too. So it's it's sort of also uh, a little bit of a resume thingy, you know. And that's a trademark phrase there. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it it works. It's it's it works on a lot of different levels, and that's what you do with it, and uh, however many different directions you go with it, uh, that's up to you. But uh, you know, th- that's the the short, or actually the rambling answer to that, maybe, perhaps, perhaps the short perhaps. rambling answer. Yeah. Well, I think Bill get on to the branding thing. I think it's important to get a feel on what people thinks outside of our little, you know, not little, but you know, we work the social medias. We promote, we promote, promote. When you get out in the real world, what can you get? What's the feel you get? I mean, I said Atlanta really didn't do anything. No, but I got some great response from some of the artwork. You know, I just didn't have the right merchandise there. Um, so I'm interested to see what kind of response face to face I can get with this property and see what happens. So I think it's important that you get a feel on what what people think about it. This if it can build an audience or if it can you know build a a, a merchandise around it. It's important merchandise because Jack and I don't make anything off the website. We're not running ads yet. Um, we're not 
We're not making a dime. I'm not making a dime. I'm paying Jackie to draw. And there has nothing, you know, other than a few little pieces that they're not making anything. So now it's time. We've got 50 strips on us. So we got six months behind us. It's time to play with some merchandise and try to find where we can go. Now, C2E2 straight comics convention, I think we'll do okay. I think it's it will grab enough people to go away. But it's not the only area. We talk about diversified. Um, I'm trying to get into a dyslexia one-day convention here locally. I'm interested in what I what we could do there about getting the word out about the site, but with the merchandise and such. See if there's support for it. A lot of people I know with web comics, and I really hope to do the New England web show this year. The people who read your stuff online will buy your merchandise just to support you, so you can continue to do it. I do it. I buy PVP collections. Um, I buy um, Evil Ink collections. I buy Girls with Slingshot collections. Um, I'd buy a Kookaberry collection if you put it out. Because um, I know that money helps support them to keep it going. Um, truthfully, yeah, PVP I've gotten out, especially that awesome trilogy thing he did. The great big hardcover. But a lot of it, you know, whether I get it signed or if I just buy it through the store, I know down it trickles down to supporting them. So that's one way to promote and support. So as a as a web creator, I'm hoping the same thing. I'm hoping to build an audience up to get to support for it, so I can t continue and do good stuff. So have either of you come across? Uh, well, we could probably do this two ways. Uh, we could be positive and negative. Uh, have you ever come across merchandise that you've just looked at and said, oh, that's ingenious, that's great, why didn't I think of that? Or conversely, have you ever come across merchandise that you've gone, really, you wasted your money on that piece of polyurethane garbage or whatever? <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, I will usually look for small print run, and I'm not saying small press. Or uh, what's the little comics, mini comics or anything. But I'll look for like an ash can or something. Uh, I found one in Atlanta. The kid had an ash can. And he had like four or five professional looking postcards. Hey, I forget what it was. Ten bucks or something. I gave him ten bucks. It was cool. I knew by buying it, I was supporting him. Um, I, I will a lot of time walk through a show, walk through Artist Alley, looking at different ash cans, looking at different comics. And look at the art, of course, that's what we're selling by. And then stop and read it if the art catches me. And usually if they've done something, I will support them. Buttons, I really like to get a feel for what the property is about. So that's why I like to get an ash can or a comic or a collection or something that they've done. Um, and But, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of time I'll look and I'll look at something and I go, wow, that's, that's just wrong. Um, sometimes... Usually it's just because the artwork's not grabbing me. You know, it's not up to a level that I really think, you know, maybe this creator could reach, or um, just not my taste. So uh, there's some really cool stuff. I got this little pop-up house. I know I talked to about it before. This guy made, you know. So there's some really cool handmade merchandise. But that's another thing you got to think about. Sort of going off on the, another direction here, John. Is that how much time you invest in that merchandise? You got to recoup your time um, if you hand create merchandise. If you make, 
stickers and you sit there and you have to hand cut out the stickers, how much time are you spending doing that? Um, if you stand there making pop-up, you know, uh, houses or you're making paper dolls, how much time are you spending doing that? So, but yeah, I've seen some really cool stuff, posters. A lot of time I might grab a poster, uh, you know, or, or print, um, depending on who it is. How about you, Bill? Um, I mean, we've seen a lot of stuff. I, I've seen, you know, some T-shirts. And the T-shirts, I'll, you know, I like T-shirts, but I've seen some T-shirts that, it, again, it's production value or it's maybe a lot of thought didn't go into it. And that, that's, in some cases, that, were, that could go to maybe their prints or the, you know, the other stuff that they maybe have. You know, the design, you know, the idea was there, but maybe the execution wasn't there. Maybe the, you know, the T-shirt just really just didn't come up. It, it didn't put it out there. Right. Uh, it's one of those, huh? <laughs> yeah, you, know, you might see it, but it, it doesn't grab you. It's not the kind of huh that makes you interested in pursuing, you know, maybe it has the name of the property or whatever, but not really a, a piece of art, a dazzling piece of art or, or something that just grabs you or uh, a really well thought out logo or maybe the logo is too, uh, busy. So if you get it back more than ten feet, the you know it maybe a gothic lettering, for example, or something, and it, it just sort of runs together, kind of thing. It looked good on paper, but in practice, didn't. Um, I mean, I can't think of specific exam. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking of specific examples of those pieces, but not actual companies or creators. Um, but that's part of what you, you know, really what you have to look at is, is, yeah, you want to get people into it, but you also want to um, do well with it, uh, do the best with what you have, and maybe that's with those people. That's what they that was the best that they had at the time. Um, rather than have nothing, they've had something, right? And that's fine. But uh, plan, make a plan. Uh, Think about things. Have somebody else look at it. Get somebody else's opinion, just like the the, the lettering thing. Uh, have somebody else play devil's advocate for your stuff, uh, and that will maybe give you another set of eyes or two or three sets of eyes that allows other people to, um, th- you know, maybe they think of something that you didn't think of or. Whether it's, ooh, this would have been cool if you did this, or this would be cool if you did this, but that's not working for me, that kind of thing. So um, I know some people are so, I don't know, so they don't want to mess with it. They're so taken with their own stuff that they don't want to show it to anybody, and they don't want anybody to mess with it. Um, you got to get past that if you want to... um, you know, get into another level of your own thing. So that part of that is ego, yep. and you, you, know, you just have to break out of that sometimes. And it's for, it's for the betterment of your stories. And it's not about you as a creator; it's about you as your, you know your story. Sometimes um, sacrifice your ego for the good of what you're trying to do for the the project or the the title, even the characters. You know, you want to be true to what you're doing, 
to your craft. Right. Um, not so much your own ego. So I've seen that too, a little bit. Where you know you can't say anything to somebody. Well, yeah, I'm biting my tongue right now because <laughs> I can think of a couple of people. The biggest thing is that you're we. We grow out in public. Our art grows. Our, our abilities grow. We get better. And if you're into this industry and you want to build a following and share, then you're going to grow in public. This collection that I just put together, um, Jackie saw it today, first time printed, and she asked me why I arranged it the way I did. And the way I arranged it was I picked out a strip that was very heavily um, ADHD, dyslexia, Based, it was based on my oldest. When we told him he had um, dyslexia, he asked us, "Am I going to die?" He didn't understand. It wasn't a disease, you know. It was just a, a you know, a uh, disability, not even disability, but just the way he is, and he'll have to learn differently. So, Jack and I did a two-part strip with that, and uh, threw a little joke at the end, you know. And so I started the book with that because I really want to push that angle with this book. That is our, this is our thing that we're really trying to achieve is build a awareness and for adults kids and everybody so that was the first page and then i went back to the beginning and man our art just just in the six months we've been doing this the art from the beginning the earlier strips of what we're doing now was like wow so i started at the beginning of the strips and started just putting them in there even though i'm cringing on a few of them I'm going, Ooh. And then I hit the middle, and I know when you pick up a comic book, you see the first, you see the middle, and you see the end, if you're flipping through. So I got thinking about what's in the middle of the book. I end up moving something from the end into the middle, and that's the will reinduce Isabel with a snowball fight and everything. Um, I like the coloring, I like the art and the style, so I put that in the middle, so people flipping through would catch that, and it's bright. And then I went back and started pacing and stuff from the earlier stuff and then finally caught up and actually we got all current strips in this issue there's 40 some odd strips in this first comic collection so uh you got to really think about when you build your book you build your merchandise if you build a collection it's a this is a 24 page collection on how to lay it out especially if you have the ability with strips to move things around if it's a comic story you're screwed <laughs> You better put your pages in the right order, or it's going to be real funky. Actually, I had a comic that was printed wrong once and took it to a show. That wasn't fun. But, yeah, um, you got to really think about how the book lays out. And with the strips, the benefit is that I can move things around. Uh, I don't think I left a single strip that we published. There's a few strips that we decided not to publish. And one of them I had hoped to get into this collection, but I just didn't have time. So it'll go into the next one. Um, we decided not to publish it online, um, just because it doesn't really fit with the the fill of the of the site or the strip. Um, but yeah, I don't know what was I talking about. Wait, we're collection. supposed to be listening? No. <laughs> well, um, that brings up kind of a good question. How do you keep from pricing yourself right out of the choo choo? How do you keep yeah. from Pricing yourself right out of uh, the game. Well, there's two ways to look at it. And I see this all the time with the printing and stuff that we do at Blue Line. And, you know, I know printer, people go out and they get their stuff printed at different companies and Lulu and companies like that. And you got just two ways. Are you looking to promote? Are you looking to make a profit? If 
you're out there to promote, I know some guys have paid up to five or six dollars to get a book printed with their shipping and everything if it was rushed. And one guy was doing that, and he was selling it at a show for four dollars. He was losing a dollar or something per issue when he sold them. And I'm like, you're nuts. You got to put the price on it, whether you can pull it or not. You got to break even on this. Um, you know, maybe the mini prints at five bucks, they might be too much. I might have to move them down to three bucks. Because of the small investment I have into them, I can do that. I can adjust at the show. Um, comic collections, you pretty much got to make up your mind. Like I said, they are the most amount of work for the least amount of money. Um, when you do graphic novels, it's a little different because the printing price goes down. Um, so of course, the more you print, the better it is. But um, you make a more profit on that. But like a comic book, the way this is, you know, we're going to have a buck something in it by the time we're done. Um, I'm looking, I was looking at $3. I, I was looking at three ninety nine, but with only 24 pages, I'm looking at two ninety nine now. So just trying to keep things, trading cards for a buck, you know, I found out in Atlanta, no, at MidOhioCon, yeah, they'll sell out a buck. Kids, anybody, how much? Oh, a dollar, yeah, I like that one. Here, sign it for me. You put it into a nice top loader, you end up having maybe 20 cents in the top loader. There you go. You've got very little invested in it. So, but you can't outprice your prints, your high-end prints. You just gotta know what your market is. And how do you do that? Do shows. Do shows. Just that's, go and do shows. That's all I know. Yeah, do shows or work it online and have it on. You know, we're working on the Closeway Online store. I'm hoping to have it live by the time we go to C2E2. With everything I'm taking to the shows online. Because there will be people who say, oh, yeah, that's interesting, but I don't want to carry it. Or, or you know, you got something online. I want to be able to send them someplace online to buy it. Whether they do or not, it's up to them. But just got to, you know, it's like anything. What you're creating, what's your market? Who's reading it? Who's going to read it? How do you find that market? Uh, you know. And how do you motivate yeah. yourself, Bill, to do this? <laughs> well, Mr. You motivation. Ask, yeah, you have to ask yourself, you know, what your goal is and what what is the goal for your, you know, your your project or or you yourself. Um, because that can take you to the next step in your uh, whatever you need to do but uh, I mean really you have to look at you have to be realistic about what your goals are whether it's for yourself or your property and do what you need to do in those steps to um, to make things happen or hopefully make things happen or at least make an attempt to get things happen you know it really comes out are you doing comics to do comics or do you have a vision that you want to share don't right. you think? Right. If you have a vision, you go, you're going to share. You're going to figure out some way to get it out there. Um, the the possibilities between publishing online and sharing it for free, or going to print, taking it to conventions, and working social media. There's just so many possibilities out there right now. Um, digitally publishing it now, 
with with all the companies. It's just there's so many of them out there that you can't miss. So, are you just wanting to do comics? Is your future wanting to be with the big guys? So now you want to do comics to build that name recognition? Rock and roll, do it. Do you have a vision, a drive? Um, you see, you think, okay, we can do this, and not only can we create and have fun and enjoy what we're doing, but we want to share this this vision. We want to do do well with it, or do good with it. So, I, I think that's a big thing. And uh, if someone has, you know, you're able to you're able to kind of slough these things off because you've been in the business a long time. You've seen ups and downs and all that. Yeah. But Johnny Croquill, if he has his first show, and he has an Atlanta, yeah. like you did, yeah, how how do you come back from that? Look at what your property is. Is there a readership for it? Truly, get away from it. Ask your friends. Get online. Have people check it out, and take their opinion honestly. Get on the sketch community. Post some stuff. Get feedback. Find out what people are thinking about it. Take it, you know, honestly, and review it. If you can make it better, do it. If it's not, you know, getting people's attention, then move on and create something else. If you created it, you can create something else. Um, when send I had my Atlanta, huh? I said send it to Bill. Yes. Mm-hmm. For, for a fee, he will tell you what's wrong with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you or know, what's right with it. Well, it's right. It's, it's not, it, you know, it's not all negative. Right. So. Well, I mean, Elena didn't knock me down. It just right. makes me go, wait a minute, I don't have any real merchandise. You know, and we didn't at that point. We were three months into this, three and a half mm-hmm. months. So it's like I had some oversized prints. Well, they didn't look that well. They didn't print that well. Um, I had my original artwork, and that was really it. I was just there to promote and get the word out. But, um, you know, it made me come back and say, okay, there's enough interest in this. So how do we do it? How do we merchandise it? And, um, I was lucky. Yeah, I've been doing this a long time, but I will listen to those who are doing it now and doing it right and doing well at it. Um, so I talked to some friends and you know, asked their questions and what they were creating, what they were doing. I listened to other podcasts like the uh, – Web Comics Weekly podcast. Those guys are willing to share their information and how they're doing it, and what they're doing and making it, and uh, just take all that information and compile it. But you really can't let it get you down. If you want to do this, you're gonna do it. You just gotta figure out how. I mean, Clay's way is so far to the right of everything I've ever done. You know, my big thing's always been time travel and superheroes and. You know, bad guys and da da da. And now I'm doing this 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 online strip about a young kid, which is easy to write because I have a, you know I have a couple kids and that they have ADHD, so it really helps me write it. And and but the thing is, there's a purpose for Clay's way for me. Not only are we entertaining, hopefully with the strip, but we really want to use it to get the word out about ADHD, get the resource information out there, start working with some people, build awareness for it. So we have a drive. Our family has a drive for this. And my friends who jumped in here helped me with it. You know, they, they feel the purpose, I hope, with it. And I think we're going to do well. Um, Chuck, uh, I'm working with a sequential support. No plug. 
and we're putting together the Kickstart program for Clay's Way. And what we're going to do there is produce a 24-page comic to give away, to go to libraries and schools and, and conventions and give away the resources along with a comic book. So a lot of things I think we can do with it. And that's, you have to do that yourself. You have to look at your project and say, okay, I have this story. I want to share it. How do I achieve it? We're looking at that with Skystorm, too. You know, we're looking at each of our properties and saying, okay, what can we do with that? Is it digital release? Is it print release? Is it is there an audience out there right now? If there is, what are they liking? What would they buy? What can we do? Can we merchandise it? What would work? You have to review all the time. You have to renew. You know, this guy's out there doing web comics. Um, Scott Kurtz, he updates his website twice every two years. He'll just rehash his website. He keeps it fresh. And that's sort of what you got to do. You got to keep it fresh. Or try to. Can you hear my dog? A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot you can do. You just have to stay motivated. Right, Bill? Right. Um, you got to put together the right merchandise. And there's merchandise after. Go to a con. You know, how do you know what to do? Go to a con as a fan. Look what other people are doing. Pick up some of the stuff. I mean, I will spend, and I always called it, I'm supporting the artist. When I go to Blue Line and I'll walk through Artist Alley and I'll pick up many things from different creators. I use, I don't buy from every creator. You know, if there's stuff that I don't care for, I'm not going to support it because it's something I really don't care for or I think they can do better or whatever. That's, but that's my personal opinion. But I will walk back with ash cans and prints and buttons and stickers and magnets and I'm trying to think of everything I came back with. Atlanta and, and Mid-Ohio Con last year, a bunch of stuff. And I'll look at that and go, hmm, I like the way they did this, or I like the way they did that, or that's pretty cool. And so you borrow for them. By the time you're done designing your own, tweaking it, it becomes your own. That's your design tip of the day. And everybody's gone. Yes, we've all left. Well, I think we may have just covered this topic completely unless someone has something else to add. No. I take that as a no. I, you know, I think here again, we'll always come back and maybe we can discuss what went well at C2E2 the week after C2E2. You know, what what merchandise did well, what didn't work well, what did packages do, um, what did I have to modify on the fly, and that's another thing. you got to always be willing to modify on the fly. Um, I won't be doing original sketching and stuff there. It's just too hectic, but I will have original artwork there, you know. So we'll see how all that works out, and then we'll discuss it the week afterwards to see. But, yeah, I think we touched on base. Here again, if you got any questions, get on the community, check it out, drop us a note, or email us at the email address that we give you later. So if we wrap that up, John, what's been going on over at the uh, sketch blogs on comicrelated.com? Well, not quite as many things as the last podcast, but uh, there are a few things. Uh, the first being a video log or a vlog on sketching Wolverine. Um, mostly put up there by because the artist does some really good quick preliminary sketches before he gets into his main sketching. And I think that's a really smart and important thing for artists to do. Uh, usually if you jump right into your piece without at least warming up first. Mm -hmm. It doesn't tend to turn out as well. 
I think, you know, so it's, I guess it's kind of like exercising or doing much of anything. Uh, you know, you got to warm up. So, and he does some fairly good quick warm up stuff. So that's kind of cool. Uh, the second one, I can't take credit for this. I was completely unconscious all day Monday. Uh, so uh, the aforementioned Chuck Moore stepped in and did his first ever sketch magazine um, post on the uh, on the forum. Uh, so even though it has my name on it, I can't take credit for this, but he did pick a good one. Uh, he came across the, uh, the How to Make a Comic Book uh, section by Danny Page. Uh, who does a lot of stuff on YouTube on the basics of how to. So check that out. That's pretty cool. And then uh, back to me doing the art of comic books. It's art with a capital A. Um, a lot of people don't see comics as art very often. Comics still have that reputation of being a disposable medium. Um, so this is a really good, it's actually a news report about a comic artist, um, you know, making comic art. Uh, speaking of comic art, uh, an always favorite artist of mine is Roy Lichtenstein. Um, I've always been a huge fan of his, and I found a couple of really cool uh, pieces on him. And um, sadly, I couldn't link it, but there was a really excellent piece recently on the CBS Sunday Morning. Um Pretty much the only reason I get up on Sunday is to watch CBS Sunday morning. So <laughs> go check that out if you are so inclined. And then a uh, basic tutorial on drawing the torso. Um, a lot of artists, especially young artists, have a problem with this. And if you don't get the torso right, the whole drawing is going to look wrong. So check that out. And I think that wraps me up. Awesome. Hey, Bill, what's been going on over at the communities and over at Comic Mentor? community um, there's still new people coming in um, a guy named Ralph came in this week with some just nice pencils uh, a lot of character stuff that's a great place to show off your stuff get some feedback ask some questions um, communicate with other people other artists other creators uh, from all walks of uh, the industry and all levels of talent, all levels of, you know, some are up and coming, some are veterans. So it's a good place to be. And over on Comics Mentor, uh, one of the posts was this week was uh, about giving in and giving up. You know, it, it's easy to, to let things get you down. And, you know, whether it's good stuff, bad stuff, uh, financial stuff, all that stuff. But don't give up. And that's really the message of this week is don't give up. If this is what you want to do, keep at it. If, and that, and not just in comics. If there is a, if you have a goal in your life and you are willing to work for it, work for it. Maybe you don't get the exact thing that you're going for or what you think you want. Maybe you, you end up getting something that you need. And that, uh, That, that encompasses a lot of stuff. Uh, yeah, each, it's different for each person, but that was my, I guess, my signature post for this week because I got a couple of people who wrote me. And sometimes, again, if I write it for myself, it sort of uh, keys into other people's lives too. And 
they've been, you know, kind enough to let me know that maybe they heard it just in time or it was the right time to hear it. So um, the other thing is um, I'm, I'm doing a Sparta Bay Ursula sketchbook like we did with this, maybe the Hell Girl thing mm-hmm. like a few years ago. <clears throat> so some of the guys that from our – actually, several of the guys from our Afterburn Media Board want to do this too, actually. Mm-hmm. Steve Leidig said, hey, why don't we do this? Um, I mean I've talked about doing it before, but this is – especially with this last week with sort of a resurgence in, in Bill's comics activity and all that stuff, maybe convention going. Mm-hmm. You know – uh, it just seemed to be time just right. So, if it's t- if my poster time did just right for somebody else, this was time just right for me. So, uh, I hope to give as good as I get on that. So, those are the the biggie things right there. And uh, like I said, if this is what you want to do, keep keep at it. Learn from your experiences, or if you go to a convention. Learn what works, what doesn't work. See what other people are doing. Uh, maybe you come up with something that's uniquely you, and you never know when inspiration is going to strike you. So, you know, be looking for it. Be looking for the the good stuff. Do you, Do you have something on the community about the sketchbook? Not yet. I'm writing a okay a thing for it. You're gonna yeah. put like um, artwork and stuff that people can see. Yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, Fred Lang just uh-huh. wrote me. Uh, well, Lang handed it, but Lang, Fred Lang is his, uh, and he had a, Fred had a, a really good, was it Emerald City? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's on there too. You know, some of his convention report, uh, the reactions to his portfolio, and you can see his portfolio on there, and a couple other people have posted different things about uh, Emerald City. Uh, I've got, he, he mentioned turnarounds, and I I, I just messaged uh, Gary Barker about seeing if he can do some turnarounds for Ursula. So, that, but I have I have other I have other pieces of Ursula art on Comics Mentor. Yes, right. But okay, cool. Actual uniform. But you uh, you're gonna outfit. put something together in case people are interested? Because yeah. I'm interested. I like to do yeah. a piece for it. Okay. So, okay, cool. Um. Just uh, myself working on Clay's way, getting everything ready as we talked much of this podcast about. And uh, Blue Line. Blue Line's packed with sketchbooks and art supplies and top loaders, and it's ready to hit C2E2 for the first time. Blue Line hasn't been there, so we're all anxious to hit there next week. Hopefully see a lot of people. If you see me in Podcast Alley, please stop by and say hey. Or if you see Mike over at the Blue Line booth, um, I don't know the booth number. It's to the left, right in front of the artist alley. So um, stop in, say hi to him. So, John, how can they reach you? Uh, they can always reach me at John at sketchmagazine.net or John at comicrelated.com. Bill? Uh, you can get me at uh, comicsmentor at gmail.com. You can reach or find me on the Comic Related Board. Yeah. <laughs> You can reach all three of us, the email goes all three of us, to uh, uh, this podcast at sketchmagazine.net. You can reach me personally at bobh at bluelinepro.com. Also, i got to remember, we have the I, we have the apps. We have an I, iTunes app. 
Um, and there's a link on the sketchmagazine.net, and we have an Android app. So please check those out. It's real easy. It's simple one-time buy, and it downloads all the new podcasts and everything. It makes it real easy to listen to. So, all right, guys. I appreciate it. Take care. Great. Make some have comics. Good night. Go make comics. Yes. Make comics. <laughs>